2: your travel insurance.
0: And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. My is Welcome please. to this week's episode of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're doing like a rapid-fire Q&A. All of us have prepared our own questions. We haven't shared them with each other. And so I'm super excited to hear each other's questions and answers for the first time today. Hopefully, this is going to be a really interactive episode and get you guys fired up and participating in our questions, too. Yeah, so when you hear us ask
1: the questions, answer them on your side, too, or hit us up and let us know what your answer is. We actually did an episode like this once before very beginning of like the COVID lockdown when even we weren't meeting up to record Mm -hmm. and we were on Zoom. Just trying to have some fun in the middle of a dark time. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really fun. We learned a lot about each other. We had good conversation and there were definitely some curveball questions Mm -hmm. coming in hot. So get ready for version two.
2: I know. And I'm definitely ready for those curveballs to be thrown in this episode for sure. I know all three of us are really excited to dive right in. And usually we start our episode soft and gentle with the tips, but there's no tips to be had in this rapid fire. So we're just going to dive right in and go full throttle on you right here with this Q&A.
0: So I'm going to start us off with our first question. Okay. All right. So would you guys rather stay in a place with no AC or a place that had mosquitoes? Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> mosquitoes.
0: You'd rather have mosquitoes yes, than no AC? because I
1: have got the solution to mosquito bites. And it's a really, really good mosquito repellent spray that I used in the Amazon when we were there. Mm -hmm. And I sprayed myself even after getting out of the shower before going to bed, and I did not get any bites there. AC is just miserable. I can't sleep like that. I
0: want reprise from the sweatiness. I mean, that's a really tough question. We had just stayed in a place that had mosquitoes and also didn't have AC. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's a double whinny. But it did have a fan, and that did help. So,
2: And I was going to say, that's a tough question. So I'm of Kim's mindset. Like, I fucking can't be hot going to sleep. And if I am, and I'm comfortable, and I would wager to say, crank up the fucking AC, and I could hide under the sheets in the comforter oh, and avoid. Through. Although you didn't say how bad the mosquitoes are. So I that might actually play into it. I mean, if I'm going to... For sure, wake up and have 20 plus bites that might change my decision. But for the most part, even when mosquitoes are around, not to say I don't get bit, but I'm not usually torn up like you, but I'm mm-hmm. going to have to go AC all day. AC. AC. Hell
0: yeah. <sighs> no AC. I mean, if there was a fan, I could do that. If, if there's no fan, I would take the AC for sure and write out the mosquitoes. I get bit by mosquitoes all the time out here in Texas now.
1: And so you're part of it. life.
2: Yeah, but you're not in an area where it could be malaria or yellow fever or something crazy with it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't specify in the question. She could have gotten real dark with the question if she <laughs> wanted to. But she just left it, AC or mosquitoes? And off of that, I'm going, I'd rather have AC. All
1: right. Question from me. Where is somewhere you would want to visit on a solo trip?
2: Oh, oh. I had a similar question written like this and i'm not going to ask it now because i'm going to answer yours but my part two of that was as a trip of self-discovery for like a month or two months if you were to travel so since you have a similar one you know i'm just throwing out that that was one but i'm going to nix that one (laughs) where would i want to go on my own to travel oh god you know
0: none of us have done solo trips no we haven't I would probably say somewhere in Spain. I feel like Spain's a really good place. You can easily get around. There's a lot to do. It's a big, beautiful country. Um, There's a lot of different ways to travel throughout it. And I feel like it's safe enough, not super remote. So I feel like Spain would be a good place for me to do a solo trip.
2: See, I don't have any one particular location. And by that, like you listed a specific country. So, even when I wrote my question, I thought, well, how would I answer that? And at first, I thought somewhere like in Latin America, because it's cheap and expensive, would be fun. But I changed it to go Europe and probably country hop to a few places like Germany, Austria, Czech Republic, mm-hmm. you know, kind of make a circle. Spain, Portugal would be a good circle too. But why I say that is because I feel like even though you're traveling alone, and I guess with my question, you know, as kind of like a self discovery and stuff, you still want to interact with people. And I feel like the interaction with backpackers would probably be better there than maybe what you come up with in Latin America. And I could be completely wrong, but that's a thought that I have. So I would say Europe in that vicinity and hit maybe like three, four countries in a circle like that and just spend time. That
1: would be nice. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people do that. I think Europe could be great. I've always thought like Vancouver, Canada because <laughs> it's but it's safe. London, I think, could be cool for a solo trip. London would be an easy solo trip. For sure. It would be fun. And there's a lot to see and do. Mm-hmm. People speak English. so right. you can get around pretty good.
2: And it depends on what do you want out of that trip, right? Is it just for yourself or is there a reason why you're taking that trip too, you know? But I think London would be a good spot also for that. So my question, I'm just going to come out with a hard hitting one. I, I want to know what you ladies think right off the bat. What's the least favorite squad trip that we've ever taken? Like you actually, I don't want to say that maybe there's even been one that we've hated, but what's your (laughs) least favorite?
0: Least favorite squad trip. And
2: it could be a long trip. It could have been a weekend trip.
0: I don't even know the answer to that. I would say Denver.
2: Denver.
1: Not the first one we did, because we did a lot. Like when we went to Breckenridge. Breckenridge. I guess Breckenridge, even though I liked Breckenridge. But at the end, that last day, we were just like, Let's get the hell out of this place. There was nothing to do. It was snowy.
0: It was too cold outside to be walking around. Yeah, the weather was bad, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good answer, Kim, because I really don't know off the top of my head how to really pick one. I mean, I think part of it is when we're in each other's company, we have a good time no matter what we're doing. Like Even if we're just having drinks or going out to f- eat food, it's easy to just like be happy and okay. So I feel like that's a safe option to say.
2: Yeah, because I, I, when I wrote that, I didn't even know if I knew the answer. And I was really trying to think, like, fuck, what, what is a trip? And I didn't know if one of you ladies was going to say it was a bad trip because... We got annoyed with each other on something or, like, I'm upset.
1: Like, and yeah, yeah. And, and I
2: can't really think, but, you know, I didn't even think about that one. And that is a great one. because even, Mexicali? As, <laughs> <laughs> no, Mexicali. <laughs> it was fun. It was hot as hell. Yeah, but that's, oh, nobody's, fault. that's nobody's fault. That's nobody's <laughs> fault. Nobody's fault. Our planning fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. But Denver, that second time, I would say, because we were all geared on Breckenridge, we all fucking sucked at cross-country skiing, so it wasn't mm-hmm. our jam of what and we
1: And as we wanted to do, we're closed because of the snow.
2: And then you realize that there's absolutely nothing to do in Denver and everything is outside of Denver. And then you can't really leave when there's snow because you don't know if you're going to get stuck. So good answer. I had no clue what my answer was. And then you said that and you pulled that one out of your ass. And it's a good one.
1: And Denver, that was like strike two because the first time we went, we also had weather issues that delayed our flight. And then we, the stupid shuttle thing and we were walking on the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. It was
0: the squad knows well, already. Denver's on my shit list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another question for you guys. Do you guys prefer the window seat or the aisle
2: seat? I mean, this is a simple answer for me. I prefer the window. I love to look outside. Who doesn't want to look outside? But... It depends on how long the flight is. If it's a long international flight and it's a three-seater and I'm only flying with Brittany and not a third person that I know, even though I have the etiquette to not care if someone gives me the tap to get up, I don't know if the person that I'm sitting next to, and granted, either I'm window or middle in somebody else's aisle in that scenario, but you got to give somebody the tap to get up. And I don't want them to roll their eyes at me, like if they're annoyed by it, but I think it comes with the territory. But in generalities, I'd much rather have a window you can lean up against something you have the view window all day
1: if it's a short flight i prefer the window if it's a longer flight i prefer the aisle because of the getting up reason
0: I would say the same. Uh, I do tend to like the aisle more. But if it's a short flight, I do like the window. However, Jamal loves the window more than me. So I always give the window up to him. If it's a packed flight, and I'm not going to get either,
1: then I'll just look for the hottest guy on the plane and see if I can sit in the middle next to
2: him. There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, question for y'all. Tell me, and our listeners, a bathroom confession or
0: embarrassing travel story. Okay, oh, got one.
2: good one. Good question, Jen. <laughs> good question.
0: So when we were in Kauai, this is before I started drinking decaf. <laughs> coffee just really like fucks with me. Like it makes me pee a lot. Like on the way to China, China oh I stopped God. like three times on the side of the road to pee. But I'll be completely honest. We drank some coffee before a mort an early morning hike. Sunrise hike. Sunrise hike in Hawaii. And I went and and got a little bit more than what I bargained for. <laughs> Luckily, Jamal had some baby wipes packed.
2: Always pack the baby wipes, especially when we're hiking. You got to have them. You never know.
0: And uh, I didn't let the the whole squad know at the time. But yeah, I definitely broke etiquette.
1: And that's when Zena walked over there and said,
0: what's that smell? <laughs> it smells good. <laughs> It smells like donut. It smells like donut. And I was like, oh my
2: God. (laughs) Well, maybe there was some sort of other scent in the air. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. For me, if we hearken back to our episode about Death Valley, we mentioned how right before we started our hike had Thai food the day before. Thai food was bombed. So spicy that it jacked with my stomach. And in the middle of the desert, in the parking lot, I was like, guys, you know, it's happening right now. Like there was no bathroom or anything. So I'm not going to say that because we know of it, but I'm just going to reiterate that was baby number one up until very recently. And In January of 2022, Brittany and I went to Tulum for our vacation, (laughs) which was an altered trip from when we were supposed to go to Morocco and got canceled because of COVID and Omicron. So I think this was even like our first full day. Like we had landed the day before, just kind of slept and went around town. But our first day actually exploring... You know, it's one of those things when you travel, you know, your body just needs to get adjusted by that, your bathroom schedule, right? Wasn't able to go as I had actually hoped. We did something in the morning and then we parked along the stretch of road that leads to the Tulum ruins where you can get into there and also gives you beach access if you want to go to the beach. But I really had to go. And I told Brittany, I said, I, I don't have faith in what these restrooms are going to look like at the Tulum ruins. Like, I'm just going to step outside the car right now and go in the jungle. So literally, yeah, <laughs> I stepped out the car, luckily again, had baby wipes, always have them, and uh, yeah, I, I, I went in the jungle.
1: Like the parking lot jungle, or like yeah. side of the
0: road jungle? Side of the road jungle, oh, oh my God.
2: <laughs> I was wondering like what creature is going to come out and get monkeys, the... are all all monkeys jaguars, snakes, who knows, but I was like better than the bathrooms that are to be had, I'm sure, and then I was glad that I actually went there when I saw the bathroom, so Yep. Wow. There's a confession for you.
0: What about you, Kim? I, I thought I was gonna sneak through on this one. Oh no!
2: Too juicy of a question to not answer.
1: So I actually don't think I've ever told this story to a soul.
2: Oh, so we're hearing it, and the squad is gonna hear it. It's a good one.
1: I can't remember if I have it. I don't really don't think I have. So this took place at Coachella. Okay.
2: (laughs) Already could be good. It wasn't,
1: you know, travel, but we did travel to Coachella. We were camping there Mm -hmm. and it's three nights you have to camp and you're partying. It's a festival. So, you know, you're drinking all that stuff. So the concert happened and then at night they do a silent disco for people that are camping or anybody can go. And I went and actually went by myself because all i people I went with were being pretty lame and didn't want to go and when I get there I'm having fun you have the headphones on you're partying whatever and I'm like oh shit I have to pee so bad so I go over to the porta potty line and there's only one person in front of me mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god I have to pee so bad and she's like you can go in front of me but we're still waiting for the person to come out and I peed my pants <laughs> <laughs>
2: So did
0: you end the night there or did you? What did like, you? I
1: peed so much, it dripped down into my boots.
2: Oh, <laughs> <Thank> no. <God. laughs>
0: and yeah, I, I just sent myself home. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good idea. Well, thank you for sharing that one. <laughs> the squad all of us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know how I'm going to top that one, but I have a good question that's just a little bit more thought-provoking on where our personality lies and what we would want to do. And if the choice was yours and you had to choose right, right now, what would our next squad trip be? No consensus from anybody you're choosing, but it is as a squad trip. Greece, Iceland. Real rapid on you guys. No thought on that. I don't need, fuck. I don't know the answer. Why Greece and let me, and why Iceland? And let me think of my answer, I guess. I mean, Well,
1: we, as a squad, we haven't done Europe and we, none of us have been to Greece and it's a beautiful place that I feel like you, for whatever reason, have something against. And I don't know if it's because of your history with the Mediterranean.
2: Has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I don't even. Know, has nothing to do. Well, with you that. experienced some of the Mediterranean before, so maybe you're that's what like, you mean by Oh, I thought you meant other type of stuff. Experience. Like
1: yeah, so I feel like I want to prove it's a good place to go. Mm.
0: I want to go to Iceland because it's something we've talked about as a squad and we just haven't done it. Kind of like Greece. We've talked about going to Greece as a squad. But I feel like for Jamal, too, he would lean more towards Iceland. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's a safe consensus where it's really beautiful. There's a lot to do. The Blue Lagoon we just
2: talked about. Well, yeah, no consensus. It's supposed to be your own pick.
0: I know, but I would want to pick somewhere that we would all enjoy going to and that we've all talked about. Well, that,
2: well that's true, but I'm sure regardless of where we go, we're going to enjoy it. I mean, I know when we go to Greece, I'm going to enjoy it. And to answer your question on what it is about it is like, I want to go to Greece. I'm just not like hard on it though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'll get there when we get there. Not like I'm immediate desire to go there if that kind of makes sense, but I do want to go to Greece, no doubt. Iceland, I want to go, but Iceland is a multiple times go. I need to go during Northern Lights times, but that's cold. I want to go when it's actually temperate weather because I want to do other stuff that you can actually see there. So Iceland is a multi-one. I know the answer to mine, especially if it's going to be a squad trip. And I'm going to say Alaska, and I'm going to say it for national parks, and we've thrown this out, but you've been to Alaska, have family in Alaska, and you're like, I'm not I don't really want to go to Alaska. Mm-hmm. But I want to do it for national park yeah. oriented stuff. And so almost how you feel like you'd pick Greece to kind of drag me along based on that question, I'd pick Alaska <laughs> to drag you along. Yeah. That one for it.
0: Well, I think all of our answers are really good. I'd be happy to go on all of those.
2: I'd love I can't wait to go I'm on surprised all of those. No
0: one said Spain or Argentina, because we have
2: talked about those ones. Many times, right?
0: I feel like our list is just so long though that it's like what came to the top of your head just mm-hmm. immediately. Hey Squatties, let's take a quick detour to talk
1: about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you.
2: We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone.
0: These fully built out 20 to 30-page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly
1: into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more.
2: Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today.
0: All right, guys. So would you rather fly first class for the rest of your life or stay in bougie hotel accommodations? You couldn't do both. You could either do one or the other.
2: Well, how unbougie is the accommodations? Are they mid-level? What? Budget. Budget.
1: Yeah. I'm so you're
2: flying, like D
1: You're flying Emirates in the sky and then you're going to Motel Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a Best Western. <laughs> I'm going to say.
2: Like yeah. up to three star, though? Like three out of five star? Like, like a regular rating? Um, yeah. Th- okay. Three. Okay. I just want to make sure where we're at.
1: I'm going to say first class flying because that is the most annoying part of travel, is the flying. The weight, the crowds, the cramped, the shitty sleep, the crappy food or no food. I want to be treated like royalty. And then it sets the stage for your mood of the trip.
2: I agree wholeheartedly with you. Funny, because I know you love staycations and a bougie hotel when the time suits itself for it. Mm -hmm. But I completely agree with you because you can always leave your hotel. And to the extent what you say all the time, it's a place to sleep. So I don't want to sleep in a flea bag. But you give me a mid-grade and I can enjoy my travel experience. I got lounge access, good food, could lay back, drink to my content with excellent alcohol selection that they have. I would say fly first class all day.
0: You know, I am going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to go with the bougie accommodations because your flight's only a very small part of your trip. And yes, it leads up to it. But what if you're in a destination for a week, maybe longer? If you're staying at a bougie hotel where like it's, like the Atlantis and Dubai every single night mm-hmm. or something when we're in Africa, Uganda, when you're staying at like some of those luxury yeah. resorts, I would rather go home, even though if we're just sleeping there, be super comfortable, have all of those accommodations and troop it out in economy.
2: Right. But to what you're saying about when we were in Africa and had those type of accommodations. Those are part of a guided tour, so it's not like oh, I, I picked it myself. So I just want to say that I could still be an option, and that's kind of why I chose what I said. But <laughs> I agree with your sentiment. That it is a very good point. But first class, you know,
1: first class. But, you guys know that's my dream. Yeah, to fly <laughs> first class, laying down, champagne, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: not business first. I mean, there's a difference. People, I wanna, don't I'm realize. in
1: my own private room. Yeah, laying yeah. down yeah. with a down comforter. And slippers. Uh
2: uh-huh. huh. <laughs> that would be nice.
1: Sometimes they provide you pajamas, too. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, hard-hitting one. Ooh. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. How do you create a travel budget? And I guess this is a twofer. Do you budget for individual trips, or do you just have a general fund for travel?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, I guess this is a joint question for me and Brittany to some degree, because... We're married and share finances,
1: but also like when you plan a trip. Say you're going to I don't know Chicago for your birthday weekend. Do you have a set number in mind that you're going to spend on that trip, or your max that you're going to allow yourself to spend?
0: Well, we contribute into a travel fund monthly, and so like per paycheck, you put a certain amount in there. Yeah, per month or what, whatever. So not necessarily per paycheck, but yeah, on one of those paychecks, I just put a set about Into our travel account. I also do like an expense sheet as well. And so if I'm already dipping into that month, I am tracking like how much we're spending uh, leading up to that. And so we have a set amount per year that I try to stick to and then if we're doing individual trips like typically I try to pair if we have like a really big trip we just got back from Africa recently so our trip after that isn't going to be as extravagant it'll probably be like a road trip so I try to balance maybe not having to get a flight or a rental car in that sense. So to help like mm-hmm. still do something but not have it be as extravagant. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I try to stick to a certain number, but I feel like weekend trips always tend to be almost around the same amount. Once you get the rental car and like rooms, they all we stick within like the same budget for like hotel rooms and like rental cars. So
1: the, the amount that you spend or you set for your year Do you get to that number by looking at, like, average cost per trip?
0: Yeah. And then typically in that year, like, we know that we next year we're going to BAM. We know that we're going to Oktoberfest. So I kind of have something in my mind, like, I don't want to spend more than, like, five grand for one of those trips. And then kind of budget out from there for the smaller weekend ones. Smart.
2: And Brittany hit the nail on the head. I mean, like I said, we share finances. So she really does the budgeting. But as a good response to your question is we recently did her birthday trip and we wanted to go to Boston because we haven't been to Boston and we bought the flights there just ahead of time. And then we started really doing research and to stay there and everything there is to do. We're like, Oh wow, this is like really expensive for a weekend. And it turned out to be cheaper to drive up into New Hampshire and go to Maine to go to Acadia national park and kind of just use Boston as a hub. So we've even altered a weekend trip for her birthday because it went out of like what we deem as acceptable of a cost for a weekend trip, even though it would still come from the budget fund.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you? So I have a couple of different ways. I do have per paycheck, an, a certain amount goes straight into a, an, an account that's designated travel fund. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And there's no intention with that money. It's just there when needed. And then I have this app called Capital, which I've told you guys about. And you can set different different accounts and different savings goals with it. So I have a Greece one. I also have just a plain travel fund one. And then I actually have a startup business fund going right now in there. And you could set up different rules. So right now Greece has 85, travel fund has 340 because I use it. So right. it replenishes. And the rules you can set up are like a dollar a day, two dollars a day, three dollars a day, whatever you want. Or you can do like five percent of your paycheck, ten percent of your paycheck, whatever. Or you can even round up. If you spend a dollar twenty-five, it rounds up the seventy-five cents and mm-hmm. it in whatever count you say. So that's really cool because it happens in the fly without you even looking at it, right? And then you don't feel bad about using it for that because it's what it's for. So I like the idea of like saving in that way i've never really saved for a trip i've always just bought it and then either paid it with money i had in savings or just put on a credit card and paid it back when i got paid or whatever and so this is kind of cool because it gets you excited like i'm going to greece in a year i have 85 bucks right now so i have a while to go probably won't just use this but you can kind of track and say okay now time to buy the flight right 400 bucks so that's kind of cool we also have a piggy bank out there that was gifted by you two mm-hmm and it's this rectangle shadow box-looking thing. And
2: looks like a suitcase.
1: Looks like a suitcase. It says travel fund on it. We've been putting our loose change in there. And then also louie works in h-back and randomly people will give him tips okay sometimes there's some creepy people who are like i have a tip for you <laughs> yeah it's really weird
2: weird ass way you'll
1: get like 20 or 40 bucks of the tip so he's been putting his tips in there you were commenting earlier about the 20.
2: i saw that twomp. i was like oh what a nice little uh yeah. build to throw inside that our
1: tips and then um a couple random ones are just like loose in the wallet we just throw it in there We said that when that thing is full, we're going to cash it in and take a trip with it. However much it is, whether that's Fredericksburg for a night or going to New Orleans, whatever it is, we're going to put that towards a
0: trip. That'll be really cool.
2: And people don't understand how fast change adds up if you have change. Coming from somebody who used to be a server and a waiter and you get that change. I mean, I used to go to those Coinstar machines all the time. I could even believe how fast you can get yourself a couple hundred bucks and just change
1: yeah that's why we're like oh, okay yeah we'll put dollars in here because we know it's going towards a trip so we want more money to be in there yeah
0: and if like if it's a tip and you aren't like you weren't expecting that money it's easy to put it away
1: mm-hmm. i
0: don't ever really
1: budget for trips though i think that's kind of a bad thing but i'm like we're going to mexico for my birthday it's a birthday trip so it's a little bit different but say it was it. like i never really think in my head, okay, I'm going to spend 500 bucks here and force myself to stay in it. I mm-hmm. did do that, which is bad. I think I should probably get better about that.
0: And Well, recently when we just went to Africa, that trip we did not take out of our annual budget money. It was because Jamal had a bonus. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, we're going to designate this portion of the bonus to go to this bucket list trip. Extra especially. funds that are unexpected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool too.
2: Which is the money windfall for that one right there. So, I guess we have extra in the budget fund for uh, another trip. <laughs> for that month
0: trip. trip Brittany wants to take next oh, year.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't even get her excited about that <laughs> month long trip. That's not going to be happening. Well, okay. Well, I got another one for you ladies here. And I'm curious to know what's the most overrated place in your opinion that you've been to in travels that everybody raves about and loves?
1: Venice.
2: Venice. Good one.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, where I've been that I thought was overrated. Oh, Dubai.
2: Dubai.
1: That's also a really good one.
2: Yeah, that is a really good answer. Because
1: whenever I talk about our trip to Lebanon and Dubai, people always go, Dubai, how was
0: Dubai? And I'm like, eh.
1: Lebanon was better, honestly. Yeah, it
0: was. That, that's really true i feel like it's trying to top vegas there's just so much opulence there but like there's so many rules there too and like it wasn't a place that really captivated me i think we did cool things like i feel like going at sunrise that was the coolest thing on the camels yeah was a really cool thing
2: and the water park at atlantis since we we're staying. Well, it was cool cold. that day on a hot day though that would be fun as fuck and we had fun on the water slides yeah, let's like kid ourselves did. but uh, i agree you know really good answer on dubai really good answer on venice also but yeah like dubai is just a place where unless you have that type of money to spend you're really going to just see it and obviously you can experience a few things but other than that it's just it's built to be showy you know
1: it's like i'm glad we went and i'm glad we did the tasting experience and all of that but i don't feel
0: the urge to go again Mm -hmm. same Uh, i only spent two nights there yeah and I'm glad we only spent two nights there. I would say Venice, just because I feel like people really, really hype it up, and it is cool. I I do feel like it is a nice place. It's a good place to people watch. It's cool to see, but it's so crowded, and I I just feel like it's just it was just a little overrated for me, and I don't know that I would go back. Like I went there, I did it. I'm glad I did, but I'm not like dying to go back to it.
2: I wouldn't go back to Venice specifically to go back to Venice, but if we were in Italy and in that region, I would go and give it a second try because I agree with Brittany's sentiment. Like it was cool, but like everyone's like, oh, it's like one of the best places. Didn't really get that vibe, but we've talked about this a lot of times where sometimes you need the historical context. We didn't do a tour tour. We were there at the tail end of a tour that we actually did to other places. Mm -hmm. And technically they were just flying out of Venice. So we're like, well, let's stay an extra day and do it. So all that could have played into it. But even in generalities, I will say like, it's cool. But even the canals after a while, like, okay, it is what it is. It's unique, but that's a good one. Me, if we remember back to our Maui episode, (laughs) I'm going to just throw out and say Maui in here. Because you guys actually picked really good ones that would be on my list too. But Maui. You know like people love Maui people re-go to Maui a million times and don't go to other islands of like what are you doing? like there's Kauai's awesome, big Island is awesome, and Maui's cool, but like don't think it's the best island. I don't get it like I was unimpressed with it.
1: I feel like we all had really good answers
2: with yeah this
1: question. I really want to go to Maui just to
0: see what I feel the same.
2: You'll feel the same. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i wasn't super impressed did i hate it no did i love it no
2: my expectations were really high because of what i thought of and i think that's it
0: part of the
1: reason i don't feel as strongly that way towards venice i went into it knowing reading the comments that people said it's overrated it's this it's that so i had lowered my expectations Mm -hmm. but i actually really loved it and yeah, you don't want to spend like a week there or maybe you do and then you take it slower and you appreciate it more but I think I only stayed maybe one maybe two nights and I loved walking through the alleys I loved the canals I loved going out to Burano and
0: yeah and maybe it was because we only had a day there and you were at that tail end of a really long trip that's true it was like our 13th day so mm-hmm. that does you know play into it as well and and jamal actually you took a question of mine that you just asked So i'm gonna ask the other end of that and it's what is the most underrated destination you've been to
2: oh really good question well we've talked about this in a couple episodes off the top of my head i'm gonna say hot springs arkansas but Mm -hmm. i'm also gonna throw out like boise idaho also so there's lots of places that we've been that I would say are underrated and in this moment like I don't want to do any other underrated place a disservice but those ones are sticking out in my mind real fast right now.
1: You have one Kim? I think Lebanon's pretty underrated. I agree. It is. You don't hear a lot of people talking about it but I thought it was an amazing place with such cool stuff and it's a really small country so it feels like it's smaller than California. It's smaller than Texas. You know, it's it's, it's
2: way size. smaller than that. It might be <laughs> the size of like Delaware, yeah. or an island. So I... it doesn't
1: feel like a country country, but it totally is. There's so much pride. There's so much love. Good food, beautiful scenery,
2: ancient ruins to get you. Ancient dollars.
1: ruins. Was, woo. And so I think more people need to go there.
0: I was going to say China. like Oh, yeah. Good one. Yeah, I feel like anytime we told people, like, oh, we're going on a trip to China, like, why? Why why are you going there? And I kept my, like, expectations pretty low, and they were completely exceeded. I had such a great time on that China trip. If I had to pick another, I would probably say Montenegro. I don't feel like Montenegro gets Mm. the love it deserves. It's a small country, but there is so much beauty there. There's several national parks. It's a great place for hiking. No one talks about it so
2: and i was gonna say i mentioned domestic places and the new ladies went international so it <laughs> got me thinking of what international places i would actually say and i thought of two places again because i can't think of one Brittany took one with montenegro because that came to my mind and also slovenia
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you guys both like those places a lot yeah very scenic beautiful places but not talked about ever.
2: very scenic eastern european countries
0: I feel like they're not as accessible as like, you know, France and Switzerland and some of the more popular spots. So they don't get as much love. Yeah. All right. So for a
1: final round of questions, I have a hard hitting one for you. A Very introspective one.
2: You're going to interject first because it was going Brittany, you, me. But I love it. Switching it up for the last. Hit us with it. Kim. I'm
1: going hard hitting.
2: Hard hit. I'm ready.
1: How has your travel style changed over the years? Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> ah, well, I have a great answer. And it's the answer I tell people all the time, even just casual conversation. I'm 35. I'm halfway to 70. I'm fucking old. <laughs> it is hard now, as much as I still love to push through and get the most of weekends, to be like, yeah, Monday morning, let's take that early flight back home or do this or that. <laughs> and even on our last, like, long haul flight that we had, I told Brittany, I said, like, no more. Like, I, I really need to. S- start flying regularly like business class like i'm ready to be at that level of maturity to do it because i can't handle two like eight or ten hour flights back to back and be in a situation like that so i will say that i still have the drive and i'm willing to do it but it just fucking sucks now compared to like when we were younger so that is how my travel style is changing i'm willing to spend more money on the comforts hmm
0: well, we've definitely traveled more over the years. And I feel like before we were doing a little bit more budget, like when we went to Cusco, it was like, let's see
2: what a hostel looks like. But that was a fun <laughs> experience really in Cusco, bad. though. I think that city lended itself to us. Sure, right. But
0: would you do that at
1: 30, 40? No. Remember the last night, though, in, in the nice hotel we stayed <laughs> at?
2: Yeah, I <laughs> oh, was luxury after the fucking hostel, after the trail.
0: So I feel like now we're looking more into like what's comfortable, uh, definitely. And we're definitely traveling a little bit more where, versus where it was like we were only going on one major trip a year kind mm-hmm. of thing and not putting as much thought into it as we're putting in now. Like we're, there's a lot more intention going behind it now. We have like travel goals that we're trying to accomplish, things that we specifically want to see, getting more into like the history of things as well. Like Jamal said, where was it that we could have used a history tour?
2: Oh, gosh, several places. But very recently, I would say Charleston sticks out in my mind as a place that we didn't do it. And that could have enhanced our experience in Charleston. Mm -hmm.
0: And I feel like learning those things and going on a guided tour with a local really brings out a different perspective where when you're younger, you might not appreciate those things as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think mine's a little different.
1: Because you guys are traveling more, but I feel like traveling less.
2: Interesting. We've noticed that a little bit.
1: But yeah, I've definitely noticed. And it's weird because I was just thinking about it as I was thinking about this question a few days ago. And like, I don't want to be gone every weekend. Mm -hmm. It's really like kind of draining for me. I feel like you once a month, like I said this before, once every two months. I think that's good to take a weekend trip every two months. Even once a month, I just feel like it. Like the few days leading up to it, you're kind of preparing. The few days coming back, you're kind of...
2: Decompressing.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're out a whole week of the month and then if you have other shit going on. But like, I don't know what it is but i don't over 30 yeah i just like don't want to (laughs) it's not that i don't want to travel because that's not it it's just like
2: you rather put thought into like your specific travel and enjoy that experience more save your money doing less and put it into that oh
1: yeah so we've been talking about oklahoma city and you sent me this long ass text in like the middle of the night about there's flight braces and this and that. And do you want to take a flight from Austin to Oklahoma City? And I was like, I don't know about that one.
2: And I hear this shit. <laughs> I hear this shit every day. And it gets stressful. I'm just like, oh, let's just relax. i like, I'm good. But like, see, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway to 70. Like I said, you know, like need the need a little bit of like the big (laughs) vacations that we take and the amount that we do are great but I agree with you a little bit more space between the weekend ones yeah because I'm old but I think that has a lot to do with obviously we are all still actively working full-time jobs if we weren't working full-time jobs had other sources of income to support doing all of that then it would be a little bit different but Mm -hmm. I think with the the grind going on you know once you get a certain age well, you're almost at I peak mean, performance my
1: grind has not changed i've had the same job for three years so and then just over 30. similar jobs from <laughs> just... before but there are things i did in my 20s and i think about the full moon party in thailand i still would do that today if i hadn't ever had that experience but like i think about our trips where we've woken up before dawn and stayed out pretty much go 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 for 10 hours and i think about like a couple of years ago we would have woken up early to go out to four corners monument and came back and now it's like eh, it's not that cool like i can miss it i think about that in terms of like being on the trip too i'm like eh, i can miss it maybe because i've seen a lot more than say five years ago that's true and now i'm like yeah it's weird i don't i don't ever want to stop traveling but i just i guess I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's weird. I've noticed that change in myself.
2: It's a respectable answer. All right. What's your last question?
1: Did you
0: ask yours? No. You didn't ask. Okay. No,
2: I'm going to go last.
0: Uh-oh. All right. So my last question is, what's currently on the top of your bucket list?
2: Oh, well, we just got back from a bucket list trip, which was Uganda, to go gorilla trekking and do other safaris, and that was fucking epic so it's like what replaces that now that is a tough one
0: for me it's i think chile and argentina and going down to like patagonia seeing the glaciers and the forests that are down there going to mendoza wine country experiencing Mm. all of that i think that'd be like a pretty epic bucket list trip since we just got back from uganda and that was like The bucket list trip I had prior to that. Yeah, I think mine is like climbing Mount Everest. No, it's
1: not. (laughs) (laughs) I just listened to a guy on a podcast talk about it. Uh him doing it. And I was like, hell to the no. It sounds terrible. Like he turned back on it. One of his first attempts and half the crew that went on died. Died. (laughs) Yeah, they all die. And it cost like $60,000 to do or even more. No, but for me is seeing the pyramids in Egypt.
2: Oh, that's I a really... I
1: really want to see them. That's
2: a really good one. We'll have to do Gate 1, Egypt.
1: I really want to go to Jordan, too.
2: Me Jordan's too. a good one. I've been to Jordan in my younger days as a with my family, of course, when we were traveling in the Middle East and going to Lebanon. But I would love to see it and experience it as an adult now, yeah. too. I think it would be really, really nice. And I think that just goes to say, like, Middle East it gets a bad rap. In certain places, sure, you definitely don't want to go. But there are nice things to do and like, like know, in the Middle really. East for sure. For me, oh my gosh. I mean, I really would love to go someplace like Maldives, Tahiti, Bora Bora and just really like spend a week in relaxation in those bungalows. But some, I think that's like a simple answer. I think a more adventurous of like I what I would you. want to do as a bucket list kind of goes back to, oh, if we could choose like a trip, what would it be and where we're all going? Alaska, because some of those national parks, there's no roads. You have to fly in bush planes to get there. And they have some excursions where you have guides that literally for a week, you're just rafting down a river. They set you up camp (laughs) and do all that stuff. See, but I think that's bucket list Mm because I think that would be like really exciting to kind of just be out there in the wilderness but with people who are better at it than me who are you know yeah it's dangerous but safe at the same time in terms of they're going to take care of you and i'm not on my own but i think that would be kind of really epic to just be like i am out here surviving to some degree but in a safe environment and i think that would be really cool i want to say one of those alaska national parks like really up north what do
0: you <laughs> know what i thought what i thought you would say what antarctica
2: oh yes well that's very true but a lot of the antarctic
0: might fall off the edge of the
2: earth oh you will not <laughs> fall off the edge you'll come across the little glass dome right there That'll <laughs> block you off but uh I do want to go to Antarctica. That's a very good one. Like around the world cruise was even a thought of mine as a bucket list because I think that would be awesome. But I don't want to go to an Antarctica one where they just sail you there and I don't get to set foot on land. And if the land is like the little islands that come out, no, like I literally want to set foot on the main well, of Antarctica. not real,
0: so you can't
2: set No, it's real. There. But, you know, they just <laughs> regulate who can actually go there and stuff like that. But Antarctica is on the list. But I'm going to go with Alaska as my number one right now. For that, like, rugged adventureness. It's like the last frontier of America.
0: So you saved your question for last, Jamal.
2: Yeah, I mean, I saved it just because I wanted to go last and switch it up. Not that it's necessarily hard-hitting, but I do still think it is a very good question. (laughs) Mid-hit, mid-hit, you know, coming in. (laughs) But not necessarily too hot. But what travel experience sticks out to you ladies in your mind when you saw something, experienced it, and you were like, wow, or like, holy fuck? You know what I mean? Like, what experience or thing sticks out for you in that type of sense?
1: On the Inca Trail, not at Machu Picchu at the end, but in one of the ruins in but, between. The, Forever, day yeah.
2: before, the day before, right?
1: Maybe, yeah, where we had, like, the ruins all to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And just being in this huge, green-covered, mountainous, ruinous area mm-hmm. and just looking out at it, I just felt, like, so at peace amazed like i don't know words i can't even use to describe it it was amazing
2: that's a really good answer i think gosh how did you say it It was like ween Wana or something like that was the name of the ruins and you could
0: translate it to forever young yeah
2: okay is that what it does yeah
0: i felt forever young there there
2: you go (laughs) gave you that sense of wonderlust not (laughs) then but those ruins were really cool and i see what you're saying because it's one of those historical things and ancient ruins where you get to experience it by yourself because unless you're actually on the Inca trail, you can't get to this. Mm-hmm. So it's literally for everybody who's day three on the Inca trail. And that amount of people is very, very limited. I would say it was maybe even more impressive than when we got to Machu Picchu. It you know? to um, and was it because we had it all to ourselves? You know, it's just really more terrace. Machu Picchu had like it. more buildings and other things that made it scenic, but you're right. That almost enhance the experience i
1: definitely think the lack of tourists definitely adds to the awe of a place because i think about roman ruins versus Baalbek in lebanon and Baalbek i think is better
2: yeah mm-hmm. best preserved roman ruins outside of italy with right there
1: one percent of the tourism yeah yeah we literally had the fights right to ourselves the roman ruins are like cow stockyards just rowing through the like a maze
2: And that's how I felt Machu Picchu was. You could only go the one direction. You missed it. You have to do the whole circle again. Can't go back. So good pick, Kim. Good pick.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a really hard question for me. I really don't know. But I love nature trips. And when we were in Uganda, we did a chimpanzee trek. And going into the jungle and knowing that the chimps are in the trees and are going to come down to the forest floor and then you're going to you're not chasing them but you are following very closely behind them to go deeper into the jungle that adrenaline rush was so cool and to see like how close they are to humans with their personalities and their the traits and the callings and the language that, that they kind of use that was really intriguing to see
2: you know our Uganda trip, there was a couple of them. That was a unique experience that you mentioned. And even when we did our gorilla trek, we knew we were getting close because the trackers were in touch with our ranger, and like you guys are like close to them. But all of a sudden, like we knew we were there because we heard the biggest branch fucking snap, and you knew it was the Very. Sl- and you knew it's the silverback like doing whatever he is that he's doing, clearing or breaking that branch to eat. And I would want to say that might be number one because it was like that anticipation, like we're here in Uganda for everything else, but more specifically to do the gorilla track. Holy fuck, he's right here. Like I hear him. I'm in his like natural element. So I will say that's number two. It might even be number one, but I'm going to give a different one as my main answer only because this was the first travel moment that really stuck out to me to be like like the wow or holy fuck. And that was when we did uh, our other... Africa trip when we were in South Africa, and our very first safari that we did, first animal coming across a rhino, brought tears to my eyes, yeah, quite literally, and it was like a bucket list fulfillment coming through, and that was the first major bucket list in travel of experiencing that, and I was like, I'm fucking here, like, I'm in Africa, I'm on a safari, I'm seeing a rhino with a three-foot fucking horn coming out of his head, so even though gorilla and that experience I mentioned probably overtook it because the rhino was the first one, that one sticks out to me the most that I'm going to go with my answer. You
0: did shed a tear.
2: I did. I did shed a tear.
1: <laughs> That's cool. I, I just feel grateful that we have so many experiences to pull back from.
2: Oh, me too. And I love episodes like this where we just get to talk and I, I hope it, all of our squaddies were listening You know, chime in, send us a message, share with us like one of your favorite travel experiences or answer any one of these questions. But I hope it engages you, even with your friends who want to travel or maybe aren't very avid travelers to have these conversations with them, inspire them to do it. Even though Kim admitted she's fallen off the map a little bit here, she still wants it. We all want it. I'm falling off the map. Like I said, I'm too old for a lot of like that go, go, go aspect. But travel for us at least me you know it's way of life and i hope this episode inspired people to just really think about it from a different perspective of i'm just traveling and character building who you are for now and in the future you know
1: mm-hmm. and we've talked about doing an episode where we kind of air listener stories and so we're playing around with this idea where we create a google phone number where you can call in and tell your story whether it's an embarrassing bathroom story or your most amazing travel memory like we just shared or how you budget for trips and kind of like doing a Q&A with our listeners and then airing them or reading their answers and making an episode out of that mm-hmm. so if you guys are interested in an episode like that let us know like DM us on Instagram or comment on our post from this week and we'll see if we can get that scheduled in because I think that would be really cool too we always enjoy these Q&A episodes so imagine all of the other really cool stories you guys have at home. And on that note, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Keep the adventures going with us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Travel Squad Podcast, and send us in your questions of the week.
2: If you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes.
0: Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, Squad. Bye, Squaddies.